MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big and win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit WYNNBet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold hard cash in their over-under game. Just head on over to Sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit of up to $100. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. And of course, make sure to download the SGPN app to enter our free $250 U.S. Open contest. Just download the SGPN app in the App Store and click Contest. And welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 156. I'm going to send this out to MLB Gambling Podcast host Malcolm Bamford. He runs a fantastic show over there. Plus, he helped me out with some betting uh, advice that I put into my most recent fantasy baseball article up on the sportsgamblingpodcast.com site. So, Malcolm, this one goes out to you, mate. Um, who am I sending things out to people? Uh, I'm the old gray bush, Jeff Fox, one of the hosts of this year podcast. Hello. Um, this is one of our special, it's not special anymore. It's going to be normal Monday episode of the MMA gambling podcast, looking to make, um, spreadsheets more exciting the world over for all you people, or at least manageable, um, as you, as you get cracking on your work day on Monday, um, what we're doing as as become the tradition of Mondays, we will be breaking down some PFL action for you. PFL continues to roll on this week from Atlanta. They got episode or week five of this year's uh, tournament, regular season. Um, coming up this weekend, uh, more weight classes, more fun. So we're going to break down that for you. Um, and we're going to recap, see how Gumby did with his picks uh, last weekend for PFL4. Who's Gumby, you ask? Gumby is my co-host of this year. This year podcast, um, you may know him as Gumby God, depending on what week you catch him. He's Daniel Reeland. Hello. Hey, welcome. Uh, and hey. I will say uh, it's funny because this this Monday episode option is going to end because uh, PFL's only got this week and next week left. But uh, obviously, we'll still have good ideas for what to do on Monday. And I will tell you this little nugget. Contender Series right around the corner. That has got Monday written all over it. Yes. When is when is the start? End of the summer, I'm, right? I'm pretty is sure it's, it's, I I think I saw there is, if I'm not mistaken, and I could be wrong again, let me put the intern on it. Let me talk stupidly for a really long period of time. He's usually Jul- not wrong. He's usually Jul- on point, guys. July 26th. Uh, J- J- so we, J- oh, we got a month and a we're week. A, we're a month away. And let me tell you something. I have seen... Some absolutely great fights uh, coming up in the, especially in the first couple of weeks. Um, there's a crazy good flyweight fight. Uh, Clayton Carpenter is a guy I really like versus Steven Ursig. Uh, and uh, one of the guys who we really liked off the last season, of the uh, last season of the Contender Series, Javid Basharat's little brother, Farid Basharat, is fighting. That's all in the first week. Um, there's a really fun heavyweight that I kind of like, and Waldo Cortez Acosta is fighting in the second week, as well as uh, Shimon Smotritsky, who uh, was one of the fights I got wrong 
previously I thought he was really good and uh, he got stunned early and submitted. Uh, they welcomed him back. Um, he gets a chance to prove me correct again. Um, so those two are exciting. And then a whole bunch of people who I love uh, later in the, the year. I love Haley Cowan. She's fighting. Uh, basically get excited about Contender Series again because it is coming down the pike. And for those of you new to the to the Sierra show, uh, last year's Contender Series last summer, or what 10 weeks dan went 80 percent uh four for five every week pretty much every week uh overall he was 80 percent in the year was does that including the first week i don't think we were really keeping track first week were you we, i don't think we kept kept track week? the first week and i will also say the 10th week i think i also did much worse than that i think it was a six fight card i think i went two and four right yeah. uh but in fairness uh, I did that episode live from a hotel in Atlanta as I got ready to go to games five of the world series, um, which uh, I, I definitely did not as do as much research as I did for the other ones. Uh, giant Braves fan getting ready to watch the Braves try to clinch a world series. Probably my, not my best showing. And they lost too, to, to uh, make it even worse for you. But anyhow, Dan killed the, the, uh, contender series so he plans on killing it again um this week we're gonna kill some pfl but first we're gonna tell you about win make sure to get down on the win this bet 50 dollars win 200 promotion where a 50 dollar bet qualifies you for up to 200 excuse me 200 in free bets and the ultimate fantasy football experience if you bet 500 or more on sports or casino before july 31st of this year you get entered to win the ultimate fantasy football draft experience at encore beach club including a two-night stay at win resorts for you and your entire league, multiple entries are allowed. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the Winbet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started. Offer subject to change, which is that winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where a playthrough Winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Now we're on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I use it for mine, as do the SGPN gang it's a game changing product like anything else in the industry and now you can make money on sleeper too by playing their new over under game it's super simple first in any sport choose two or more players that you like and pick the over under for example number of points in basketball or hits in baseball and then choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest if you pick correctly you come in anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in main reason i'm excited about over under on sleeper is that it's the only app where i can join my buddies contests and play together it's got a built-in group chat where i can see and copy my friend's picks with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper Now to play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. With these picks from Dan, you got picks for Tuesday, I guess. We'll make the picks since this is dropping on people's ears probably later on Monday. Yeah, I'll say in game three of the Stanley Cup, take the over on Darcy Kemper saves. I said to take the over on his saves in game two because I thought the uh, the – Lightning would respond with an ass load of shots. They did not, if you saw any part of game two. But I think by game three, uh, we're going to actually see an uptick in those. So uh, take the the over and Darcy Kemper saves. Even if he lets in a goal or two, he's still going to have 30, 35 saves. Yes, the back-to-back champs are at home. So you would think uh, down 2 nothing, you would think they have out uh, guns a-blazing. So we shall see. So take that pick. Get on your mobile phone, join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com slash SGP, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's right, join our squad and get the 100% deposit match at sleeper.com slash SGP. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. All right. PFL Professional Fighters League, episode four, week four, went down this past Friday from Atlanta. 
Uh, main event saw a very close fight. Split decision win. Alex Martinez squeaked out the win over Clay Collard. Like I said, split decision. Dan was on the side of Collard here, so you lost on that one. Uh, pretty good fight. Pretty close fight. I thought Collard had it, but who cares what I think? Yeah, I thought he had it too. Um, but but still, and well, we, we still had a good night anyway. Yeah, sure. If if you want to say so, uh, you won nine bucks off Antonio Carlos Jr. winning <laughs> over Bruce Soto. So there you go. Yeah, I, I mean, Antonio yeah. Carlos Jr. Yeah, if, he moved if on. You, light if you, yeah, yeah. If you if you looked at the the ones up and down the card, and there's a reason we gave you like a close technical breakdown of four, and not very much in the other ones. The big favorites, and we're gonna do the same this week. The big favorites, uh, mostly all cash, although one of them didn't. We'll get to that. Yeah. Uh, Roush Manfield did Amazon the side of um, the defending champ. He got beat by the Quebec kid, the Canadian gangster, the Canadian tuxedo, Olivier Aubin Mercier. Yeah, he looked looked good. Big L for you, Dan. you used a little bit more of his wrestling, uh, and it was more successful than I thought it was going to be. What a yawn that fight was, at least for the first round and a half or so. Yeah, yeah, they were doing nothing. Um, Split decision, Jeremy Stevens, newly shaven. Uh, Jeremy Stevens, split decision over Miles Price. Um, you had Stevens there, right? So you won 14 bucks on that one, based on your $100 bet. Uh, um, Omari Akhmedov beat Theodorus Ak. Oh, I didn't say this name before. Akstulios. I'm pretty sure you just passed on it when we got to it, but yes, Akstulios. Yeah. Uh, Akstulios. <laughs> Anyhow, you had Akhmedov, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah, for, for what, what I what I went forty two cents on that one. Twenty seven forty. That was a, that was <laughs> oh, a good big, one. Oh, um, big spender. <laughs> yep. And then you you took some L's. Your, your big underdog, Machine Held, lost to Nathan Schultz. Any comments on that? Uh, no. I mean, Schultz did a good job of staying away from like like Held kept rolling for his Imanari rolls that I thought he was going to. I thought one of them was going to work or he was going to at least uh, get into a prolonged grappling exchange with Schultz. But Schultz did a really good job of any time Held hit the ground, he backed away and was just like, nah, I'm just not going to do that, which I, I didn't think he was going to. I thought he was going to be too proud. Um, so good on him for doing that. And then one of, one of the favorites lost. Uh, one of the big favorites, Emiliano Sordi lost to Delan Monte. You had Sordi, right? I did. I, I'm, that one. I'm a little surprised. I actually think he wins that fight nine out of ten times, uh, but he just gets caught here by Monte, who I'm I'm not particularly high on. I, I think Monte's I, – I mean, I, I saw him look just yeah, absolutely – I saw him look absolutely atrocious against the Antonio Carlos Jr. last year, and uh, Sordi's pretty damn good. I, I've been high on Sordi for a while, so, uh, you know, upsetting to see him lose here, but he'll be back. He's been eliminated. Um, I mean, again, he'll be not ba- impressed with your performance. Yeah, yeah, he'll be back yeah, in the he'll be uh, back next upcoming year. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Rob Wilkinson won. Uh, that was another one of the favorites. 29 80, 85 damage made off that. Josh Silviera beat Martin Hamlet, um, Conan's son. Um, I didn't see it, but he won via uh, head kick to knees from the clinch. Did, did he look as good as that sounds at minus 140? Yeah, yeah he, he looks What a incredible. fantastic number for him, too. Yeah, yeah, that that dude looked crazy good. Um, and, and I saw some people in on Hamlet being like, "Oh, I can't believe he's an underdog." Because Hamlet, if I'm not mistaken, was in the finals against Antonio Carlos Jr. last year. Um, mm, I don't and got, think so. No, I'm almost positive. 
if he wasn't, are the, you? Yeah, he was. He was in the finals. I'm looking at it right now. Tournament he, championship. Really? Last year. Did he have to? Did he step in for someone? Because he hasn't won two fights in a row yet in PFL. No, but 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 he. Um, wise, he was all right. Yeah, so he had beaten Dan Spawn in the first fight of the year. That got him five points with a triangle right. choke. He lost the second fight. Five was enough to get into the playoffs. Then in the first round of the playoffs, he fought Cesar Ferreira, who tapped to a hamstring injury 13 seconds in. He actually wasn't ready to fight, um, but got his paycheck by showing up and being in the semifinals. Um, and so then he got advanced to the finals. So he, he did make it to the finals. So I saw some people in on Hamlet. Silveria uh, is the real deal, though. I, I, I said he should have been in the UFC like three fights ago. Um, when, back when he's fighting for LFA, uh, I, I think the UFC whiffed on that one. Like that, that dude should be in the UFC. Is he going to win the light heavyweight tournament? Who's he have in the semis? Do you know? I, I'm, uh, I don't know off the top of my head who he has in the semis, but I'm always going to be hesitant to pick somebody over shoe face. Like right. shoe face is so good, man. Yep. That is true. And then in the opener, another favorite came through for, of Dan's and uh, Nate yep. Jennerman over Jake Childers. Um, 50 bucks you got on that one, so not bad. Overall, though, you lost $200, Dan. Boo. But you went six and four. Yay. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, not, not bad overall. I'll take a six and four <laughs> night. And, and if you flip the main event too, which I personally think was flipped, like you'd probably be in a better spot. You definitely would be in a better spot. No, probably about that. So on the year, you are 12 and seven uh, for PFL, but you're down almost 200 bucks. So we, we got to pick that up this week. We got PFL. Five going down from um once again from atlanta we're gonna dan's got once again just like last week we got you um some picks actually breakdowns we're gonna give you break we got you picks for every five breakdowns on the ones that should be competitive or at least are competitive on the on the odds board at this point and then we'll just breeze over the other ones uh but first we're gonna tell you about trade coffee we will not breeze over this trade coffee connects customers to the freshest and best tasting coffee they've ever made at home by partnering with the country's best craft roasters these are independent businesses from big cities and small towns. Trade customers are truly impactful for these independent roasters, often being the largest source of new growth for them. This is expert tasted coffee. Trade's coffee team actually taste tests thousands of coffees to keep 450 different kinds alive and ready to ship every day. There's no one perfect coffee, but there is a perfect coffee for you, and Trade's human-powered algorithm will find it. Trade's first match guarantee. Trade is so confident they'll match you right the first time that if they don't, They'll take your feedback and an actual coffee expert will work with you to send a, to send you a brand new bag for free. Whether your friends call you a coffee snob or you just know it when coffee tastes really perfect. Trades real coffee experts personally taste test over 450 gross so they know exactly what to recommend for you. So here's what you do right now. Trade is offering new subscribers a total of $30 off your first order plus free shipping when you go to drinktrade.com slash SGP. That's more than 40 cups of coffee for free. Get started by taking their quiz at drinktrade.com slash SGP and let trade find you a coffee you love. That's drinktrade.com slash SGP for $30 off. When you're online doing that, make sure you're using IP Vanish. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prime eyes. That's why I use IP Vanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed, your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, 
I don't go online anymore without using IP Vanish. IP Vanish is offering an incredible 70% off the yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's just like 89 months for free. IP Vanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to ipvanish.com slash SGP. Use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's ipvanish.com slash SGP. All right, let's get down to the nitty-gritty and make some money for you people. PFL5 this Friday, 5.30 p.m. Eastern is the start time of the prelims. Prelims are on ESPN Plus. Main card is on ESPN. And it's going down again from the Overtime Elite Arena in Atlanta. GA, Hotlanta, 11 belts on the card. We'll go from bottom to top as per usual. First one we actually will break down is, uh, this is do, a featherweight. Do you, to, do you want me to do the, like the quick rundown of all the ones we won't do break do that? down? Yeah, yeah let's, let's get that yeah, out of the way. way. Yeah, okay. So first of all, I'll, uh, Bruno Capeloza is fighting Matthew Scheffel. Uh, Capeloza is the guy who won the season last year. If you didn't follow along, he's betting off right around negative 500. Uh, you know, like slam dunk pick here. He's phenomenal. He should win no matter what. Uh, we got Henan Faria, who looks like the most dangerous man on the planet right now. If Capeloza doesn't repeat, I pick Henan Faria to win the heavyweight division. He's fighting Clinton Abreu, UFC cast off and generally bad fighter. Uh, so Faria wins that one easy. <laughs> I'm seeing him at like negative 400, negative 420. Uh, Ante D'Elia is fighting. He's the guy who went to the finals with Capeloza. He's fighting Stuart Austin, a guy who's like this British heavyweight who I think Great Britain was high on him, but I don't know why. Uh, D'Elia is betting off at negative 550 or so. Uh, so like, yeah, I, I've got him all day here. Another heavyweight blowout that we can talk about is Dennis Goltsov, uh, who, who I had picked to win last year's uh, PFL championship. I, I actually thought the UFC was going to sign him a while ago when they were snatching up a bunch of Eastern European heavyweights. He's fighting Sam K, uh, which I, I, I've, man, it's just downright confusing. Uh, Goltsov betting off at like 625. So yeah, favorite again there. I'll take the favorite in the other heavyweight fight with Ali Izzev, uh fighting Jamel Jones. Jamel Jones is arguably like one of the most terrible guys in the BFL right now. Like he, if, if I'm not mistaken, did he lose on contender series? Yes, he did lose on contender series. He, he lost on contender series at light heavyweight to Mike Rodriguez. Uh, and then was like, oh, well, I'll go get a win back on the regional circuit and fought in CES against William Knight and got KO'd. Uh, and then decided to join PFL and went to heavyweight. Uh, just confusing. Um, so anyway, take Izayev, negative 500. Um, we got Bubba Jenkins fighting Saba Bolagi. He's negative 360. Bolagi can only wrestle. And he just happens to be fighting uh, a dude who is a phenomenal world-class level wrestler. Um, and the only other one who I'm telling you is a blowout and we don't need to break down is actually not a blowout. I will tell you this. I'm going to take Chris Wade over Kyle Bochniak. Wade is betting off at negative 400, but I will tell you Kyle Bochniak's number is like flirted with plus 300. And I've thought about it because Bochniak is so fucking tough. I think he's going to get taken down 700 times in this fight. But Bochniak is so tough. When, like, I keep thinking about the Zabit fight with him, the, the Magomed Sharapov fight. And my goodness, like, he just gives me some kind of, like, weird faith. So 
if you're pulling the trigger on all of these favorites and putting them in a big parlay, maybe leave Chris Wade out. But that being said, uh, official pick there, Chris Wade. So all these guys, I mean, the closest fight I just gave you right there was Bubba Jenkins, Saba Balagi at negative 360. But uh, none, none of those really deserve a full ass breakdown. There you go. So this is heavyweights and featherweights. Um, also, uh, one light weight fight they're putting in this for some reason so even though we just had lightweights right that was pfl4 so anyhow um let's break it down first fight very first fight the curtain jerker of the night dan let's break down it is in the featherweight division alejandro flores versus ryoji kudo um what can i tell you i'll tell you about kudo first 10 3 and 1 six knockouts never been finished in a fight 0-1 in pfl he's lost two straight however he was 2-0 in the greatest MMA organization of all time, one championship. <laughs> used to fight up at lightweight. He's two years younger than Flores. I don't have any reach info for him. Kudo, um, he's plus 150 on the board. And then Flores, El Gelito is what? El Gelito. Is it the little cookie? The <laughs> little cookie. That's like me calling hockey, the hockey guys, uh, onions. No, no. The, roos- the rooster. Oh, little rooster. It's yes. a little root. It's little though, or right? Gallito. Gallito yes. means small. But is it? Is it? The oh no! It's, it's all it's cookie. Cookie is galletas. Uh, I was close though. Oh my though. goodness! <laughs> yes. All right, Flores, twenty-one and three, seven knockouts, two submissions. He's been knocked out once, submitted twice, so he's all of his losses have come via finish. Two and zero in PFL. He's won four straight. He was on the contender series where he went zero and one. I'm sure Dan remembers who he lost to. Even though I don't. Um. Yes, he lost to Rafael Alves, if I'm not mistaken. I think he got choked out on a bad takedown attempt. There you go. He even knows how. Uh, he's two inches taller than Kudo, minus 163. An odd number, but that's a number. I'm going to go with Kudo here. Kudo. Um, yeah, I actually am going to take the underdog. Uh, despite coming mm. off of two straight losses, uh, including a weird technical decision against Brendan uh, Lo- Lognane, who we're going to talk about, um, he actually stunned. Uh, Lognane in in his last fight um, and he came in here as like a plus 750 underdog or something like that against the Brit um, and, and like he, he hit him with a right hand and dropped him hard in this fight and I'll say this too the thing about Flores is Flores like likes to strike at range and is like probably too patient for his own damn good and Kudo just gets after it I, I think Kudo is gonna like bank some rounds that way um, and and also I'll just say like I don't know. Flores doesn't seem to be like hitting anybody hard enough to finish him now that he's fighting people who are like actually have the same level of technique and, and experiences him. Right. Like he's had like kind of two lackluster decisions in PFL. Um, you know, he looked terrible on the contender series. Like if you look at his combate record, it wasn't real great there either. Or at least like, you know, like mostly decisions against high level guys. And then when he fought like newbies, he like finished them and, got knocked out once there too. And you know, like he's been knocked out. So with him being knocked out and being finished, I think Kudo can do it. And I'll take him in at the plus money. I, I like uh, being able to get plus money on a dude who I think is probably better anyway. And your fans, the disciples, the apoc, the uh, acolytes of Gumby God also like the, the plus money. So there you go. All right. Brandon Lockney, the aforementioned. Brandon Let's Lockney roll right is, into it. <laughs> yeah. He's fighting next featherweights uh, against Boston Salmon. Um, let me tell you about boom, boom, salmon first. He's eight and four with five knockouts. He's been knocked out twice. One and one in PFL. He lost his last fight. Oh, and two in UFC. One and in the contender series. Dan's going to tell you who he beat. 
on the contender series. He won on the <laughs> first contender. Oh, he beat Ricky Tercios. There you go. He won on the first. It was the first episode of the contender series ever, and he got a contract off of it. There you go. All right. Um, bum, bum, bum. He's got half of an inch of reach, so he's got a huge reach advantage. Half of an inch over Lochnane plus 235. Brendan Lochnane, 22 and 4. 12 knockouts, 1 submission. Never been finished in a fight. 5-1 PFL. He won his last fight. He lost in the last year's semifinals. He was 1-0 in the contender series. Who did he beat, Dan? He beat he Bill Algio, I'm pretty sure. Senior Listen to this guy. Bill Algio makes the UFC, but Lochnane does not. Um, that's because he shot a takedown with 10 seconds left. That's right. That's right. Um, he was in the UFC eons ago where he went 0-1. Um, what else? He was a, he made his pro debut in 2010, pro debut in MMA. He was a regional champ, minus 275. Lochnane all day. Uh, all day dude like that'll be his new I, nickname he needs I had a a nickname. Little, i had a little bit of faith in salmon going into that shaman mariah's fight like he, he was he had talked a whole bunch about like coming up in weight and how that was going to do really good things for him um and then we saw it do really good things for him on ch- the challenger series when he beat uh duke yum lee um which i was like oh you know that's that's like a pretty good win i know not a lot of people know who duke yum lee is but like He's a pretty good uh, Korean prospect despite his record. Um, he had fought a bunch of UAE warriors and stuff like that where I'd seen him. He'd also fought uh, Mark Strigel in, in uh, another hot uh, Korean prospect that they know is, I think it's, is it Saw? Oh, no, it's Jigsaw. Jigsaw. Um, Gi Byung Moon. Um, but anyway, uh, that's a really long tangent of way of saying Boston Salmon impressed me when he beat him. Uh, but he also did not impress me when he fought Shaman Marias, who I think is much worse than Brandon Lognane. Uh, I'm sure I'm saying his name cr- incorrectly. Lognane, I, I, you know, like, I'm saying. Lognane. Lognane. Uh, I'm <laughs> saying it's still one of the biggest misses in the history of the Contender Series. Like, yep. th- this is a it's guy, nice. yeah, who, who just took it to Bill Algio um, and, and then followed it up by beating a ton of dudes in contender series, right? Like he beat Shaman Marais. He knocked him out. He beat Tyler Diamond, who was on uh, tough. And like, yeah, he, he did wind up losing a split decision in the semifinals. But like, you know, I think he's way too good here for Boston Salmon. There you go. Um, all right. We are going to jump up. Actually, not jump up. They really have this uh, front loaded with actually actually some big, uh, big name fights. Uh, they the opening of the card. So you're going to watch the prelims. We got Lance Palmer up next versus Shaman Moraes. And this is featherweight as well. Featherweight's not getting much respect in the card placements here. Um, let's tell no, you. No, they about... want all those big heavyweight favorites oh, to knock God, people out late. So, <laughs> yeah. Big fat guy their, swinging. Eddie and with though. their timing, and with their timing too, you're going to get a knockout in like 30 minutes of Randy Couture talking to. Uh, does he do it with yep. Kenny Florian? It's with Kenny, Kenny Florian and <laughs> what's his name? Uh, Randy Couture. He, yeah, Randy. No, but but the uh, play-by-play guy is. Oh the, yeah, the, uh, Sean O'Connell. Uh, Sean O'Connell. Yeah, yeah. Sean O'Connell. one of the rare fighters who actually went into play-by-play and not a color. So, anyhow, um, that's why you don't watch these he's, things live, he's Dan. Great. He's great though, by the way. He's Sean O'Connell is actually really good. And shout out to the the greatest uh, weigh-in stare-down guy of all time, uh, Sean O'Connell. By the way, he <laughs> once brought his uh, one of his opponents. He brought flowers to. Um, yeah. I can't remember who that was, but I do remember who it was when he, his opponent squared off and put his fists up and Sean O'Connell pounded his own hand three times and then did paper and then covered. Uh, that was uh, Anthony, the hippo Perot. She did that too. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes, he, he won the uh, won a million bucks off of PFL and then retired, and now he's announcing. So anyhow, yeah, they have a good broadcast. Um, so we'll do Shaman Marias first in this Lance Palmer fight. Um, his fight against him, we'll tell you about Marias, 14 and five, six knockouts, one submission. He's been knocked out twice, submitted twice, three and one in PFL. He's won three straight fights uh, after losing his debut. He went two and three in the UFC. He went three and one in World Series of Fighting. Used to fight down at Bantamweight. He made his MMA debut professionally at 2012. He's a kickboxing champion. He's got two inches of height, three inches of reach, and three years younger than Palmer, plus 140. Lance, what's his nickname, Dan? Uh, the Party. <laughs> Lance, The Party Palmer. I, am I right about that? It's The Party. You are. He hasn't really seen like that much. I don't know a heck of a lot about him, but he hasn't seen that much fun, really. He was on the Top Journal party. MMA podcast once yeah. upon a time. He's so, not that uh, fun, though, is he? To be a, call him a party? I don't know. He's pretty fun to talk to. Okay, there you go. Um, the party, 22 to six, one knockout, eight submissions. He's been submitted once. It's the only time he's been finished in a fight. 15 and six combined in World Series of Fighting slash PFL. He was the World Series of Fighting champion, and then he was PFL champion in 2018 and 2019. He's, However, he's lost three straight fights. He's not won a fight since he won his championship in PFL championship in December of 2019. He was the RFA champ before all this. He was the pro MMA debut 2011. He was a lots of multi-time wrestling champion as an amateur minus 160 is the number on him i'm taking palmer um yep. mostly because like just if you look at his record and i know he's lost three straight he loses to guys who can fight his wrestling you know what i mean like chris wade really good at defending yep. takedowns movlid kabulev it actually took it to him with the wrestling and bubba jenkins is a, also a top level wrestler you go before that he's a two-time pfl million dollar champ largely by out wrestling people and making them his bitch. Um, and he yep. did that against guys like Andre Harrison, who he had lost to back when it was called world series of fighting. He did that against Steven Seeler, Who's got good uh, takedowns. He did that against Bakhtiolat Magmedov, who, who again has some pretty good takedowns. Like he, he is a guy who, if he has the wrestling advantage, knows how to use it. You know, we, we talked about it on Sunday. If you, you go back to Sunday's show, my big beef was low IQ guys who should have wrestled Albert Duryev, uh, you know, Jasmine Jesudavicius early in that fight. Like there were people who should have just wrestled from the get go. This dude does not make that mistake. He wrestles from the get go when he needs to. Shaman Mariah is probably a better striker than Lance Palmer. Going to get out wrestled, probably subbed. There you go. Boom. He's very sure of himself. All right. Final fight we are going to break down for you is the lightweight co-main event. Do you know why this is the lone white lightweight card in here? Um, they just wanted to even, so the, even the cards out or something? They have not said this, uh, but this okay. is my belief. I'm, a, I'm about to wildly speculate Ooh. with no evidence. Um, I'm pretty sure Anthony Pettis is not uh, 100%. I okay. think he was banged up and couldn't fight last week uh, and knew so ahead of time, just needed an extra week to get ready. And he's... They're very, very much trying to make Anthony Pettis the poster boy of, of PFL. Um, and they needed him to fight one more time in order to qualify for the playoffs. Well, let's see if he's going to be the poster boy after this week. Dan's going to break this one down after I tell you the info on these gentlemen. Uh, Stevie Ray is Braveheart, 23 and 10, six knockouts, eight submissions. He's been knocked out twice, submitted four times, 0-1 in PFL, 7-4 and four in the UFC, Used to fight up at welterweight. He's a multi. He has multiple regional championships on his mantle. 
Boom. There you go. Um, 2010 was his pro MMA debut. Three years younger than Pettis. All right. Uh, based on their UFC stats, he's got better striking stats and he's a more active striker. Uh, his striking differential in UFC was uh, plus 0.83 strikes per minute. So he landed almost a one strike more per minute than his opponent during the UFC. He's at plus 170. Showtime Pettis, 25 and 12, 11 knockouts, eight submissions. He's been knocked out twice, submitted twice. One and two in PFL. He won his last fight via submission. He went 11 and nine in the UFC and was the champion there. He went five and one WEC, never die. He was the champion there. Used to fight at welterweight, used to fight at featherweight. Pro MMA debut 2007, two inches of reach on uh, on Ray. Grappling stats in his favor, based in UFC. He was outstruck by 0.39 strikes per minute while he was in the UFC. He's at minus 200. I'm going with Stevie Ray. Whoa. Yeah, I think Pettis is washed and doesn't want to be here anymore. You think that, so? that that that's my estimate. Like he looks so fucking terrible against Roush Manfio. Like he looked. Bad. He looked bad against Clay Collard. Um, I, I mean, like, he just doesn't look like he wants to be there. And, and he's a favorite against Stevie Ray based off of a submission win over Miles Price, a guy who we saw look, I, I mean, again, not good last week. He lost again. Miles Price. I, I can't believe I'm saying this. Miles Price doesn't belong in PFL. Like, he's 11 and 9. Like, they're just bringing him in to lose to the guys they want to build a name on, you know, in, in Jeremy Stevens and Anthony Pettis, Stevie Ray has objectively looked pretty good. He had a good fight with Alex Martinez, who now is two and zero in PFL this season is probably going to the playoffs. He, before that, he thought he was retired, but it, like decided to have some grappling matches. And I don't know if you saw those grappling matches, dude, the guy is insane. He's insane on the well. They're on Polaris, so they're they're on Fight Pass. So I, I of course watched him because I watch professional Everything grappling. Yeah, professional grappling every time it's on. But he he won with a modified twister uh, last time out, and before that he inside heel hooked Patty Pimblet, um, which is like I know people are out there talking about Patty Pimblet like he's some amazing grappler. Stevie Ray is a better grappler than Patty Pimblet. Um, and of course he's got that win over Michael Johnson semi recently. I guess that was probably two or three years ago at this point that some people question, but like, I, I think Stevie Ray still got it. And I think Pettis has got one foot out the door. I think Stevie Ray also probably could just take him down and grind this out. Um, so yeah, I'm, I, especially with dog money here, I'm going Stevie Ray. Boy, you started off with the dog. You ended with the dog here, Dan, lots of dogs. You know, two that's dogs. how I, you know, that's how I roll. That's how you roll. That is how he rolls. So that, that puts to bed PFL five. So make sure you watch it. Um, hey, hey, jump in the Slack Friday. Watch it with us. Um, everyone will have lots of fun. And um, maybe some people will be smarter than Dan. I'll have some uh, live takes on stuff. And, uh, and <laughs> hey, things, things sometimes change from the time we record to when the fights happen. So you never know. Someone might announce that they're going to be a striker when they're really a grappler. So stuff like that. You got to keep your. Duraev Dur uh, can go it. fuck himself. <laughs> there you go. That would be a good title for this podcast. But <laughs> I probably won't, uh, won't do that. So, all right. Hopefully you enjoyed this. We'll be back in your ears on Wednesday with the first of our two um, episodes devoted to this Saturday's UFC event. Until then, you can read my MMA only stuff at moneymma.substack.com. You can read Dan and my writing over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Listen to all the rest of our obviously, uh, amazingly, obviously amazing podcasts on the network. Uh, subscribe to our actual feed. If you're not listening to this on the MMA Gambling Podcast feed, uh, subscribe to us there. 
we, we dropped the episode a bit earlier on that one. Um, and Dan's top turn on the podcast. We'll talk more about it later in the week, but it will be coming out soon. You want, you want to tell us who's on it or you want to wait? Uh, so I have one fighter who I haven't done the interview with yet, but I, I, I suppose I could, yeah, oh man, I always, so I'm supposed to talk to Mario Batista tomorrow. So in theory, he should be on (gasps) it, but one person who I can tell you is a thousand percent on it is Vanessa Demopoulos, uh, ahead of her fight with Jin Yu Fry. Oh, she's Um, fine. She is, I, I mean, like, dude, she is genuinely like one of the funniest interviews all the time. And we talk about like the Joe Rogan, uh, jumping into his arms and whether or not she's got something cooked up for next time. Uh, she drops probably another 12 F bombs. It, it's a good time. So make sure you tune in Don't Wednesday when that's around. Yeah. Make, make sure you turn that down. If the kids are in the room because Vanessa Demopoulos has got a trucker mouth, but it's a good time. So make sure you tune in, uh, wherever you can. A stripper mouth. You could say a stripper. She she might have a stripper's mouth. Yeah, yeah. All right. So um, I didn't tell you about our Twitters, did I? The Twitters, uh, the show Twitter. Please follow that. Dan's doing lots of great work there. Um, Lots of multimedia posts there. So that would be SGPN MMA. If you want to follow me, um, I had a lot of people getting at me on the weekend asking me uh, their picks, uh, asking for help with their picks. So um, by all means, slide in my DMs. Uh, I'm a Jeff Fox writer. He's Gumby Vreeland. I think that's it. Dan's going to take us home this week. Oh, I'm going to take you home this week. Oh, uh, you weren't ready. Oh man. I, I had, I had one from, I had one from last Price week one. from some Sunday because I didn't want to, uh, I didn't want to steal hobo cop anymore. Cause you definitely right. don't deserve hobo cop. He's got hobo cop. Um, I'm Dan Gumby. I'm Dan Gumby Vreeland. He's the party Jeff Fox. And we will catch you on Wednesday. I am not a party.